Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today our topic is about being mindful, or I guess a better question is we are saying that are people being mindless about being mindful? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my recent experiences would suggest yes, including myself. I don't exclude myself from that conversation, but we get moving so fast that we are not paying attention to not only ourselves, but to others and to the situations and the contexts that we are involved in. You know, we talked when we were getting ready for our recording today, and we were talking about our desire just to have a conversation about this topic of mindfulness, being a mindful leader, and what it all really means. I think our intention today is to really kind of strip back all of that and to really understand what's behind it and why it even matters. Why don't we start out with what is it? What are we talking about when we mean mindful, mindful leader? Well, I think it's an awareness, a moment-to-moment awareness of what's going on with ourselves and with other people. And I, I think one of my objectives in this conversation is to have people stop rolling their eyes when I talk about the importance of being more mindful as a leader. And, and I think we ought to talk about not only what it is, but from our perspective, why is it important for leaders to be mindful? What do they need to be mindful of? Well, hang on, go back. Why do you think you get the eye rolls? What is that about? Well, I think to your question earlier, it's like an overused term. It's a little Eastern in its presentation. And and I think it's just a little bit different than what people are used to. And so I think we have to connect the dots. You know, you use the term netted out. I think, you know, there is a pragmatic reason to cultivate mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, reasons, right? Not just one reason. And I think that's really what we want to uh, share in this podcast. I liked what you said earlier about having it be about ourselves, having it be about other people, and having it be about the situation and just having more awareness about all three of those. But I think for me, that's how I would define being mindful is the attention, the awareness, just the ability of being able to notice things more often. Well said. And we think, and we know from experience that mindfulness leads to self-mastery. It leads to mastery in relationship management. It leads to effectiveness in any or all situations. I like to talk about the three M's. Mindfulness, more attention helps us become aware of what really matters, which leads to mastery. What actions do we need to take in order to be more skillful to support those things that really matter? And that's why it's pragmatic and something that we all need to pay closer attention to. Yeah, for me, it's hearing, almost hearing what's not being said, the ability to notice that, seeing things that's not necessarily right in front of you or sensing more about what's there that's not necessarily really presented right in front of you, right? It's almost like being mindful helps me really see behind. So as a leader, I can make better, stronger decisions. I can manage my own reactions to things. It informs how my presence is really going to impact other people as a leader. And I think that's what we mean by attention and awareness. 
Absolutely. And we're, so we're looking to hone our self-observation skills as well as our other observation skills. And when you're when observation and situational awareness are coupled with a little bit of curiosity and caring, which we could call compassion, the result is an enlightened awareness. And so the decisions that we make for ourselves and for our teams and for the enterprise in which we lead are much better. They're uh, well-informed and they're usually more aligned with the mission that matters most. And I think that's the exact thing that most people aren't necessarily aware of. I'm going to use that word aware. I don't think they see the pragmatic part of becoming more mindful or just having some practices around being more mindful and experiencing that. You know, you talked about the eyeball rolls before, and I think what contributes to the eyeball rolls is the fact that some people might believe that being mindful is going to slow me down, or I'm not going to be a high achiever if I'm mindful, or in some ways, it's going to impact the positive results that I get as a leader. I think those are all probably good reasons. We've probably heard them, but you know, we're also proponents of slowing down to go faster. We're not wanting somebody to be mindful so it slows them down. We want them to be mindful so that they're taking the right action, saying the right things. You know, this idea of treating every moment if it is not preparation for something else. That's another way of being mindful. Like we're, you know, we're not re getting ready for the next thing. This is it, this moment. And when I'm completely present, aware of when I get distracted or how others are being distracted, I can create connection. I can be influential. I can inspire people to take purposeful action. I don't think there's anything more pragmatic. And it's kind of a hot button for me because I think people don't do the work. They just dismiss the term <laughs> without actually immersing themselves in the moment. I mean, one of my uh, things I've been guiding myself this last year is be present, kind, curious, and helpful. But to be fully present, which is very difficult, requires a level of mindfulness. Why do you think it's difficult? Because people tell themselves it is because of the pace and speed in which they think they need to operate at, I think gets in the way. I was remembering a line that I used to like from the West Wing. I was a big fan of that show. And the president, played by Martin Sheehan, you know, once they got something done, he said, what's next? And then what's next? And that's what's next. And I think we get out ahead of ourselves too quickly about what's next before we dealt with what's right in front of us. And I think we need to just be, have a little more discipline in our practices of, you know, sitting quietly and noticing how we get distracted. I mean, the mindful leader, there is no stopping the mindful leader. I mean, if you go back to where we started, if you're aware of what's going on in your thinking and feeling, if you're aware of how your employees are experiencing your organization if you're aware of what's going on in the outside environment, you can't help but make better business decisions. And so I think it, it, this is really something that the mindful leader is also the successful, effective leader who can scale his or her organization. You talked earlier about one of the challenges of just 
the pace that we're operating and how, you know, busy we are. We're focusing on the what's next. But I also think that the challenge with this idea of being a mindful leader is that people don't really believe in the impact that being more mindful can have on the actual production or the productivity of the organization. And we've sort of addressed that there. In fact, I think many of the leaders we work with aren't mindful or aware of how their presence affects the discussions or that the meetings that they're in. And, you know, part of being, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, creating psychological safety. Well, psychological safety is either created or not created based on how mindful the leader is about his or her participation. You triggered a thought for me a few weeks ago. I was observing a meeting with a group of people and the supervisor was also, it was a meeting over Zoom and the supervisor throughout the meeting as people were talking was also throwing out some ideas and questions on the chat feature of the Zoom. And it was really distracting. It was almost like there were two conversations going on, one on the chat and one audibly, right? And the inability to pay attention to what was really happening real time and to catch yourself in that moment, you know, that's what we're looking for, for mindful. And we need to be mindful of how our roles change when we change positions within an organization. We talked at the beginning of the podcast that mindlessness is the opposite of mindfulness. But I also think that forgetfulness is the opposite of mindfulness. Uh, And forgetfulness means that we are pulled away by the past, by the future, by projects, by our need to contribute, by fear, by anger. And so we sometimes forget in that we're pulled back into the roles that we used to play. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm reminded of my business coach gave me some advice one day. And he said, you know, when you were 30, some of your smart aleck, sarcastic comments were charming. (laughs) But now that you're over 60, (laughs) you're like the crotchety old man. And so it's being mindful of self, others, and situation to know things have changed and to adapt that behavior to get the outcomes that you're looking for. And and that's always stuck with me, you know, um, that piece of advice. Yeah, that's a good example. I think too, the um, part of being mindful and this being open to mindfulness is the challenge of believing that someone can actually do it for themselves, that they actually have the ability to be mindful. You know, so many times I hear people say, you know, I work really fast. This is the way I've always been. My brain processes really quickly, you know, all kinds of excuses for not trying to be more mindful. Now there's a couple components. Let's give them a little break. We'll give them a little break, not too much, that maybe they got the first piece so that they are aware of the things that are getting in the way, but they have yet to change their behavior, right? Self-awareness or mindfulness leads to mastery. And mastery is being able to engage and disengage appropriately with the people you're working with. So maybe they got the first part, they're at least aware, but you need to translate that awareness into action if you are going to be an exceptional leader. I love how you captured that. Ralph, because I think it's the 
awareness that for, you know, using the example, yes, my brain processes really fast and I tend to move really quickly, but then proactively saying, okay, what is something different that I can do in place of that? Again, not to impede performance or productivity or to slow things down. That's not the intent here. Let's go back to the way we started this podcast. The intent is really to have more awareness, to hear what's not being said, to see what's not being presented in front of us, to really go deeper and to be more informed on our decisions. And to be more curious, right, about how you and the way you show up impacts everything and to be willing to adjust that. In you, but you cannot change or transform what you're not aware of. So it begins with that moment to moment paying attention to how you're thinking and feeling, extending that to others, and then paying attention to the context of the situation that you're in. I liked an article that I read by the author was actually one of our favorite gurus, Thich Nhat Hanh, but he wrote an article about five exercises that anyone could do to be more mindful. It was published in Mindful Magazine. And I'd love to get your comments on the five exercises. So the first one was around breathing and being more aware of how you breathe, when you breathe, how deeply you're breathing or how not deeply you're breathing. What are your thoughts on that? I don't do it enough, but you know, I, I like to refer to it as the strategic pause. It's connecting mind and body, right? And if you think about just the biological and physiological piece of this, if we take a deeper diaphragmatic breath, we're getting more oxygen to all parts of the brain and the body. So we probably will be more alert, mm-hmm. more attentive. So I think that's excellent. And it doesn't take a lot of time. And the second exercise was around improving concentration. So doing things that helps me to concentrate longer, deeper, and avoiding the distractions or being able to disconnect from what's going on around me. I think that's great, right? If we could learn to concentrate more and have more focus on what's right in front of us, we will be more effective. (laughs) As I was thinking about that, this has got to be an exercise everyone should do anyway in this world that we live in of constant reminders and notifications from our phone, from email, from whatever, buzzers and ringing going off everywhere. What a great way to really be more mindful by focusing on concentration and be able to sort of filter all that stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The third exercise was around body awareness. Do you do that? I actually do. First thing in the morning. And this is a change for me. I used to, you know, hit the ground running. But as soon as I wake up, I lay in bed and I do a body scan. And I just notice from the bottom of my feet to the tip of my head, how I'm feeling. Is there any tenseness, soreness? And uh, that's the first thing I do. And it slows me down just enough. And it really helps set the stage and the intention for being mindful in all thoughts, words, and actions throughout the day. So I, I do it. I find it useful. And I find it very good for me personally, just to slow me down a bit. I find myself doing it a couple of times throughout the day, but I think the benefit of a body scan is that it brings you back to the present moment. I think Mm. it forces your brain 
to focus on something different and almost let like the 25 things that are sort of scattered in your brain and things to do and people to see, phone calls to make, emails to send. It's like the quick little nap, you know, it's really just refocusing. I love how you said that. And the other thing it does, I might want you to think about this very pragmatically. So I've noticed because of a lot of sitting, I've got a little tightness in my lower back. So it leads me to after my morning meditation and reading, I'll do foam rolling. Now, what that does is it mitigates pain <laughs> the rest of the day so I can pay more attention and be right. and concentrate better. So I'm, I'm less distracted. So that's the other pragmatic benefit of the body scan. So that's a great lead into the fourth exercise that Thich Nhat Hanh wrote about in the article was about ways of releasing tension. It was an exercise around releasing tension. And I, I can't remember where I got this activity from, but it's like you create tension and then release it in the exercise and it actually relaxes you. Nice. So you become more mindful of what tension feels like. Mm-hmm. and what the release of it feels like. So you can know if you're in a stressful situation, right? If you're activating the sympathetic nervous system, shooting yeah. cortisol through your system, or if you, with the release, are activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more relaxing. Very good, right? So you actually simulate it. I, I love that. I have, I have not done that one. I like so that actually, idea. you know, like almost making a fist and then releasing it, And just being mindful of how that feels and how that sort of goes throughout your entire body, for example. The last one, which I know you do, is walking meditation. And he does a great video where he talks to himself and he says, I'm taking a step. My foot is hitting the ground. And he sort of authors his or narrates his walk in his mind as he's going. And I think that's really cool. Most people can relate to this one. They get from point A to point B and they don't even realize how they got there. And so this idea of just paying attention to how your foot strikes the ground, grounds you, literally grounds you, but makes you more mindful, more aware of self, other, and situation. And a really powerful really powerful technique. If you're walking with people that like to walk fast, because their only point is to get from here to there, it's very frustrating for them because it's kind of a sauntering. It's really walking with the purpose of paying attention to your whole body, not getting anywhere. Well, I think, you know, the walking meditation can happen not only when you're going out for a walk outside, for example, but it can be a short walking meditation when you go from your office down to the parking lot, if you're Mm -hmm. going home at the end of the day, or if you're working from your home office, walking meditation from one room to another room, right? It can be just that simple. You know, I think these were great exercises from this article, again, from one of our favorite gurus, Thich Nhat Hanh. Who else do you think, you know, for our listeners, Who else do you think are credible experts in this area of mindfulness? I love that question. And it's a little known fact that at one time I wanted to be an FBI agent. And so there's a guy who, his name is Joe Navarro, who headed up the behavioral analysis unit of the FBI. And he recently wrote a book called Be Exceptional. And there were five elements to being exceptional. The first was self-mastery. 
And self-mastery is really this element of being mindful. And then there was observation, kind of seeing what matters to you, others, to the enterprise. And then this idea of being able to communicate that in a way that's influential and inspiring. And then he ended it with creating psychological comfort, which is really related to what we've talked about a lot with psychological safety. We can't create that comfort if we're not attentive, if we're not noticing how engaged or disengaged or excited or fearful people are. I think what a better place to learn than from the FBI, right, who profile. And the reason you want to profile is so that you can adjust your behavior to create connection. So I I love Joe Navarro. His book is Be Exceptional. I think it's another good way of becoming more mindful as a leader. I love that reference. And I love that it's someone other than a scientist or a psychologist, right? It's somebody credible in a specific field that found the benefits and the advantages of being mindful. Well, we hope we helped clear up that being mindful is not the same as being mindless today. And we invite our listeners to come back for more episodes of the Get Emergent podcast, including our Driving Leadership series with our partner, Bill Berthel.